You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about our 2019 reader goals and interviewing writer Sam Maggs. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I just finished a short book that I really enjoyed. It was a Tor.com book called Bedfellow by Jeremy C. Shipp. Um, it is about a family that basically the husband, I'm just going to tell you the beginning. The husband and the wife are sitting like in their downstairs living room and a man starts crawling through their window and they're like, ah, and they, <laughs> as and, anyone would do. Yeah. And the wife runs upstairs and the husband's like, I'll take care of it. And then while she's up there, it's a good husband voice. Yeah. I'll take care of it, honey. Uh, and then she's up, so she comes back down and he's like, oh, remember this is the man who I, it, Saved our son. He was choking. He saved our son at the restaurant like a month ago. That's him. Here he is. Crawling in our window. He just like forgot. I told him to come over and he couldn't get in. We didn't hear him knock. And she's like, oh, right, that man. But then as things go, they're like. I'm already creeped out. They're like, oh, remember, this is my brother. And so things like change gradually and you realize very quickly this man is not who he says he is and obviously some sort of like alien-y uh, monster being and it sounds very up your alley. With their realities uh every, like the episode of rick and morty yeah it is very much like an episode of rick and morty but scarier it's very spooky and i hope i didn't give away too much i don't think i did i think that's like basically because the the description of the book said there's like strangers in their house or something but it's like way creepier if you just tell what happens <laughs> uh what are you reading molly uh, so I am listening to an audiobook that I am super excited about, and I really, really love it already. It's called The Real Lolita by Sarah Weinman. And a lot of people don't know, and I didn't know until I saw this book on Libby and put it on my library holds list, that um, Victor Nabokov's Lolita is based off of a real kidnapping. It's a real... Oh, yeah. You used to tell me this morning. That's crazy. Yeah. It is based off a real girl. She was 11 years old, and she was kidnapped by a man and held for two years uh, as they road tripped across the country. And so the book is all about her story and her life and what happened to her and how Nabokov based so much of Lolita off of this little girl's life, but wouldn't wouldn't admit it and wouldn't tell people that he he did that. Wow. Um, so it's so fascinating and so compelling. I'm already I'm only I'm only on the first chapter. I'm only like 45 minutes into the audiobook, but I absolutely fucking love it so far. So this person is doing a deep dive into the fact that it's based on this. Yeah. Book. It's okay. like true crime and biography all sort of mixed together. So if you've read, ever read Lolita, if you have feeling, a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Lolita, both good and bad because of the fact that it's about raping a girl. Um, sorry, trigger warning for that. If this, like, obviously if, if anything in Lolita is a trigger warning for you, don't read this book. <laughs> uh, but it is very, very, very good. And I oh, love it. Cool. It's The Real Lolita by Sarah Weinman. And I read Bedfellow by Jeremy C. Shipp. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. First up, very important message from one of our beloved Sarahs. We get so much fan mail from Sarahs. We love Sarahs. Mm-hmm. Like, people think that we're joking. We're absolutely not joking. No. Sarahs are a big part of our listenership, <laughs> and we are very, very grateful for all of our Sarahs. And Sarah, one Sarah wrote in to say that Candle Nights is not Hanukkah. It is, in fact, a holiday made up by... The folks over at My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, okay. Because I was like, what is it then? We still don't know. Okay, it is that. It is that holiday. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, which is where you exchange gifts with people, I think, who also are just fans of the show. It's like a, it's like um, 
a white elephant, but I think you send them to people. Yeah. Yeah, not white elephant. It's just like you just send people, yeah, like it's Secret like a, Santa. It's like a ma- Secret Santa by mail. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Glad we clarified that. Thanks, um, Sarah. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Sarah's always have our back. Yeah. Neil wrote in about our UK literature episode. I found myself listening to the podcast for the first time the other day with my wife, who is a longtime listener, and enjoyed hearing the musings of Claire Hanscom. Like Claire, I am an expat from the UK and find myself sometimes missing Brit Lit and feel obliged to share my own quirk. There are certain books which, despite easier and cheaper availability in the U.S., I still find myself ordering from the U.K. simply because I like the uniformness of their shape and of their cover designs, which, for books I'm reading, tend to not match in the U.S. Amusingly, only one of the authors is actually British. China, uh, China, China, China Mieville. Mieville? China Mieville. Uh, the others being Richard Cadre with his Sandman Slim series, which has now started being released in the U.S. with similar colors to, to his U.K. releases, and Sergei Lukianenko's Nightwatch series. Interesting. Very cute. Very weird quirk, but cool. And Julia also wrote in about our U.K. literature episode to say, everyone knows that British mysteries are the best. Why? Because there are no guns. Oh, Writers yeah. need to get a little more creative with their murders. Never thought about that. I wonder if that's why I love Tana, Tana French's mysteries so much. Maybe. Because they always have to come up with, uh, in the uh, Witch Elm book that I'm listening to right now, it's not a spoiler, but there is a murder involved at some point in the book with um, someone got garroted. And got what? Garroted. What does is that mean? Is it garroted? What is that word? It's um, when you take a thin cord and choke someone with it. I would call it choking. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it, well, garroting is like, you have like a garrot. And it's like a specific, oh, like very tiny, you can use okay. a wire, but you can use a tiny a slim cord. Got it. But yeah, there's always an interesting way that somebody gets killed because people don't get shot. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting British mysteries or mm-hmm. Irish mysteries. Fascinating. Um, and Linda wrote in with her wheelhouse, and here it is. Uh, marriages of convenience. Interesting. Magical realism. We get magical realism a lot. People are into that. Uh, something goes wrong in space. I also love this. Deep dives into how magic works in a fantasy world, not the real world. So not like a, a look David at like Blaine's David Blaine's tell-all. <laughs> David Copperfield, yes. Uh, literally any dystopian future, stalwart best friends, sibling relationships, the more complex the better. I also like a lot of these. Good wheelhouse. Our five-star review for the week comes from Bad Wolf Rachie. Um, I think it's Rachie like Rachel. Oh. Um. The book that Rachie loves to recommend is Maggie Stivators. Maggie Stivators, The Scorpio Races. It's fantasy, it's danger, it's scary in a good way, and it just satisfies me on a level I can't explain. I love this book, and I want everyone who likes those things to read it. Yay. Sounds pretty cool. So you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we talk about our 2019 reader goals, we're going to take a quick break. If you're looking for a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network? It won Best Comedy at the British Podcast Awards in 2017 and 2018. Also, I There were no horses in this country until the, the mid to late 60s. Specialist bovine arsevet. Both of his eyes are squid's eyes. Yogurt buffet. She was married to a bacon farmer who saved her life. Farm-raised snow leopard. True. Download it today. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast from MaximumFun.org. Also, maybe start at episode one, or weirdly, episode 36, which for some reason requires no knowledge of the rest of the show.
This week, it's almost the end of the year. We're looking at 2019 and planning out our reading goals for the next year. Bria, what are your book goals for 2019? Big reveal. (laughs) I don't have any. I feel like I really went all out last year and I like didn't achieve a lot of them. Um, I finished the reader challenge. You did. But what happens when you finish the book reader challenge? Like books, pages fall from the sky and hit you like confetti. And like. Why why am I just finding out about this now? And then you, uh, you know, books fly at your face. You have to dodge them. But it's a great fun. It's it's like one of those money machines where all Ah! the the dollars are flying around. But it's books. (laughs) The funny thing about books is it's not. I was going to say they're in like t-shirt cannons. But that's horrifying. Oh, yeah. That'd be horrible. That would fucking kill you. (laughs) It really would. So I spent a lot of time trying to find those books, and I found a few that I really love. So, like, I do appreciate the reader challenge. I was like, oh, cool. Like, some books I don't know if I would have picked up because they, you know, were not science fiction. Um, So I spent a lot of time doing that, and I feel like I didn't read as many books that came out this year, which I love reading current books that just come out. came out. Um, I feel like I didn't spend that much time reading those. And so I think I may not do a challenge Next year. Oh, the other things I didn't do were the things I did not achieve were that I didn't. I was trying to Instagram books and I just like didn't do a good job of that. That's and okay. You got a dog. I did get a dog. Which That's is just as good for not Instagram. Instagramming. <laughs> um, and there was one other one I was going to try to do and I don't remember what it was. But clearly I didn't do it because I don't <laughs> fucking remember. So I'm thinking about not doing one this year except for ours, which we're going to talk about in a second. But um, I'm thinking about just kind of reading whatever I want, reading a lot of 2019 books, which I always get a big cake out of. And yeah, I think that's what I'm going to think. That's what my goals are, which is no goals because I went too too heavy Laissez last year. Laissez-faire 2019, baby. What about you? You didn't have hardly any last year. Uh, yeah, I did not have a lot for 2018. Uh, I think I'm going to do more book goals than I did for 2018. Okay. In 2019. Okay. So first up, I want to read more translated books, which I had that as a goal for 2018. And I did okay, but I definitely want to do more of it, especially we had our recent episode with Chad W. Post. And just thinking about how many books out there in the world and how little get translated and how few translated books people read. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I really should read more translated books. I'm going to try to do more of that. Um, I, I think I want to read at least 20 to 25. Oh, cool. Um, well, I'll check in a year from now. We'll okay. see how I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I want to read more poetry. Uh, I didn't read as many poetry collections as I wanted to this year. Uh, I used to read them a lot on my phone when I had scribbed. If long-time listeners, long-time listeners of the show will remember when I we first started the show, I used to be a Scribd uh, subscriber. But is Scribd still around? It is. Oh. But I don't do it anymore because I found out about Libby. Right. Um, so only, and I only realized recently, Derp, I can get them on Libby on my phone. I can still do that. Yeah. I I, only, I like I use Libby for audiobooks so much that I never thought about the fact that I can just get poetry ebooks. Yeah, you can download anything to the to, yeah. through Libby. Yeah. I was an idiot. But now no. so that's my so I'm going to try to read a poem a day on my phone with breakfast. Oh, that's so nice. What a nice way to begin your day. Yes, instead of freaking out about things I have to do, I'm going to try to have my coffee and uh, think about poems yeah. and read them. So, Bria, what are your reader goals for 2019? This is uh same answer. Same answer <laughs> is that I didn't set any. I, when we were planning for this episode, I was like, should I set something? I feel like I felt really, this is so silly because I wasn't really restrained by that reader. So I look at my goals for the, like my, just my goals every month, uh, like every week when I like look at my journal. Um, and I just always had that reader, read harder thing. And I should have just done it at the beginning of the year because I felt like it was like, 
plaguing me a little bit. Like, it was like, well, you haven't done this yet, so you better not even think about other books. Which is dumb, because I did. I just read other books. Mm -hmm. But I think I just got too caught up in it and was like, eh, I gotta find the right book. I forgot to find the perfect book about a a female protagonist over 60. Like, things like that, where I was just like, I don't need to find the perfect book. I just need to find a book, and then I've achieved this goal. But... Yeah, so I don't have any reader girls, really. That's okay. Yeah, what about you? You have reader girls? Yes. So I've talked about before, I'm abandoning my Goodreads in fear. Uh, Is that a goal? Well, no, no, no. I'm doing something because of this. Okay. So thank you to all the kind people who have positively reviewed or rated Lady from the Black Lagoon so far. People send me the nice ones, and I love you all very much. I've been very nervous because... I don't know how this is possible, but people are already reviewing it on Amazon, even though the book's not out yet, and you have to have bought the book to review it on Amazon. So I don't really know how that works. Hmm. Um, so if you do have bought the book on Amazon, please review it on there. It would mean a lot to me. Um, yeah, weird. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either, and it makes me sad because some of them are not nice reviews. Oh, no. Well, could it be people who just got ARCs? I have no idea. Weird. I don't know. Amazon's weird. Yeah, um, I don't know. But, so because of that, instead of logging all the books that I read on my Goodreads like I normally do, I'm going to do the one second a day app. And it's a free app. And every day it takes one second of video. And Alan's been doing it in 2018 to like log all of our travels and fun stuff that we do. I do it for um, movies. Oh. When I'm on a movie set, I do it like every day. Oh. And then I'll just have a look at a little movie of that that's like that's... 20 seconds long or 40 seconds long, however long, you know, that's how many really days I'm on the movie. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is uh, take a one second video of the cover of each book that I read and then have my own monthly monthly montage on social media and then a huge one at the end of the year. Oh, that's really smart. So people can still see what I'm reading. Um, they won't know what I thought of it. They'll have to listen to the show for that. Yeah. Uh, but I am fleeing all review center sites in fear in 2019. Um, also, speaking of 2019, we have a surprise for our listeners. Surprise! We're doing, so inspired by other challenges. <laughs> the challenge that I've been apparently complaining about this entire episode, which is silly because it was great. It was a good good challenge. We're introducing the 2019 Reading Glasses Book Challenge. Mm -hmm. So we made our own and it's a double. Um, and it's not, it's not, it's a little bit different. It's half books to read. But it's also half activities. Which I think is so much more us. Because we yes. are more, I mean, like, we obviously talk about books every mm -hmm. week. But our big thing is we want to talk about reading culture. We want to talk about activities around books and book culture. And this is, um, we wanted to come up with ways to have you participate more in reading culture. Yes. So this is sort of a way for you, and, and, and it makes it a little bit easier. So you can do these things. You can read your book. Well, let's get into them. Let's yes. get into them, Mallory. Bria, why don't you read all the, the five books that we want you to read this year? Okay. Um, so five book kinds of books we want you to read this year are, one, a translated book. We And by the way, we have episodes on a lot of these, but we'll do another episode on them and talk about it yes. in more detail. But read a translated book. We've had two episodes on that you can go back and listen to. We make a lot of suggestions yep. about that. Uh, read a graphic novel, mm -hmm. which we have done episodes on that, but we'll do another one where we can talk about graphic novels and trades and all of those kind of things. Um, read a nonfiction book about a topic you know nothing about. So that can be a micro history. That can be a, maybe you just didn't pay attention in, you know, whatever science class. Mm -hmm. um, so anything along those lines, a nonfiction book about a topic you know nothing about. Number four is read a short story collection or anthology, which is I'm going to get some people, I'm sure, out of their normal wheelhouses. 
And number five is read a book by a trans author, which we'll do a whole episode about that as well. So that way we can give you some suggestions. We've given some in the past, but we haven't done a full episode about no, trans No, we authors, haven't. So we'll definitely need to do that. Um, so those are the five. So it's much shorter than a lot of reader challenges. A lot of them are 10 or 12, mm-hmm. like one a month. Um, but those are, those are all of them. And we're hoping it gets you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but also introduces you to some cool stuff. Yes. Um, but alongside those, we have five activities. Yay. So the five activities are, one, get or renew your library card. Or if you don't have to, because on L.A., it automatically renews. Um, take a photo of your library card. Not just, the back of it. Not the uh, barcode. Not the barcode. But a photo of you with your library card. A photo of you at the library doing something with the library. Yeah, and post, make some post kind it on of a social media about on social media about either getting or renewing your library card. And if you're uncomfortable with taking a picture, you can also just tweet, you know, renewed my library card today or got my library card today. Yeah, yeah. Post or about using it my way. library card today or something like that. Yes. Uh, number two is either pre-order a book or rec- like pre-request it from your library. So find out a book that you're excited about that's coming out in 2019 and either pre-order it from wherever you order your books from or request it ahead of time from your library before it comes out. Yeah, and we've talked about in the past about how much this helps authors. So this is, uh, <laughs> we can we can name a book right now that you could pre-order. Maybe it is written by one of the people who are talking on this podcast and not the one speaking right now. Um, uh, but so we, we've talked in the past, this helps authors immensely. And so not only are you helping authors, it's also a good way to get involved in the bookish community. Yes. And then number three is join a book club, either in person or online. And remember, there is some there are uh, book re- reading groups in the Reading Glasses Goodreads page and on the Reading Glasses Facebook group. Yep. And there's also tons of like, I mean, we've taught we had a whole episode about book clubs and about online book clubs. And there's tons of ways to get involved. And we're saying do it for one book. Yes. You can. I mean, book. maybe you decide you love it and you stay. You do the next book, too. But like just one book is a cool way to get involved and meet other people and see what it's like to be involved in a book group. Yes. And just see what it's like to sit and talk about a book with somebody. Maybe you might make some friends. You never know. Mm-hmm. And then number four is send a favorite author a tweet or an email telling them how much you like their work. I love this one. Mallory came up with this. Such a good idea. Such a great idea. It's so sweet. Like, yeah, it's a way. Go ahead and fan out on somebody and say just like, I love your work. Just so you know, I loved your, I loved this book. Tweet out about it. Let other people know or write them an email. A lot of authors have uh-huh. emails on their, on their um, website. Yeah. Last year at this time, I read All the Ugly and Wonderful Things by Bryn Greenwood. It was my favorite book of the year. And immediately after I read it, I tweeted it at her how much I love the book. And it's great. she responded and she was very nice. It's just make someone make an author's day. Uh, and the last one is incorporate reading into one of your favorite relaxing activities. So take a book in the tub. Take a book on a hike. Take a book with a sandwich. Like, <laughs> go to the park. Whatever. Anything that you like to do that relax that's relaxing that you don't normally read with. And you could take an audiobook too, an ebook, a physical book, whatever you want. Just try to incorporate reading into one of your favorite relaxing activities, no matter what it is, and see if you like it. Yeah, we're basically saying like have have a you day. Do do a you day with a book. <laughs> take a day off for yeah. reading glasses. Take it to the spa. I don't know what you do. Yeah. Um. And there's like and there's obviously ways to combine these. You know, you can take a book by a trans author to the the spa that you go to and look there. You've ch- achieved two of them right in, in a row. And throughout the year, we'll be updating you all on what we're doing for the challenge. And we'll do like Bria said, we'll do whole episodes so you can get ideas. Um. 
and you can also go back and listen to old episodes. Uh, so it's going to be reading hashtag reading glasses challenge on Instagram and Twitter. And at the end of the year, we're going to do a live video stream to talk about all the books that we read and all the activities that we did. And you can, if you finish the challenge, you can participate in that. Yeah, or not. You you don't have to finish it to participate. Oh, yeah, I guess not. Um, and please, please tag us in all the t- things that you do. So when you're reading a book, uh, a translated book, when you join the book club, when you order a book from the library, tag all of these things because we want to see them and we want to be able to talk about them on the show. And um, my wonderful partner, Alan, made us a little reading glasses checklist. Oh, yeah, this is the most exciting part. Uh, he did such a good job. So we're going to put that uh, in the show notes so you can download it or and print it out or whatever you want to do. We're going to put it in the Facebook group. We're going to put it everywhere. Uh, it's very cute. It's very cute. It has, like, all the list on there, and you and can fill it in. Little check boxes. Little check boxes. And, yeah, it's so you can you can keep up with it. You can put it on your wall. Put it in your journal, whatever you need to do to remind you yourself of what what to do to, yes. to do you. our challenge. And we're so excited to see what everybody comes up with. Yay. And yeah. and as you go too, feel free to write us uh, emails about what you're finding and things that you enjoy about the reading challenge. So exciting. Yay. Reading glasses challenge 2019. Whoop whoop. You could send your 2019 reader goals to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. Before we talk to writer Sam Mags, we're gonna take a quick break. Hey, gang, uh, this is Jesse, and I am joined by Bikram, the managing director of Maximum Fun. Hi, everyone. So we have some really amazing news to close out 2018. After this spring's pledge drive, we gave members the chance to buy enamel pins with the full profits of those sales going to the National Immigration Law Center. This is a tough time to be an immigrant in the United States. As individuals, as a company, and as a community, we wanted to help provide resources for immigrants in the face of these attacks. We're proud to live in a nation of immigrants, and many of us here at Max Fun are immigrants or the children of immigrants ourselves. Together, we raised over $100,000. NILC will put that money to good use, providing legal representation to immigrants and their families who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. We are so proud of our community for making such an immense difference in so many lives. And whether you bought pins or not, you can help the NILC advocate for immigrants right now. All you have to do is go to MaximumFun.org slash N-I-L-C. That's MaximumFun.org slash N-I-L-C. Our thanks go to all of you who made this possible. Great work, everybody. And happy holidays from all of us at MaxFun. So here we are with author Sam Mag. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. What are you reading right now? I am in the middle of reading The Phoenix Empress by Kay Arsenault Rivera. It's the second book in her trilogy. The first book was called The Tiger's Daughter. And it's the way it was pitched to me was if Tamora Pierce was with lesbians and Asian, essentially. And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, I'm in immediately sold. So it's really great. It's basically um, this love story between two women in this sort of fantasy Japan and Mongolia-ish and China, like an, an interesting like amalgam of our Asian nations in this fantasy world where there's 
sort of magic and warriors and these these two women that have this bond from childhood and grow up to fall in love and one of them is a ruler and another one is sort of like a horse gal if you're a horse girl (laughs) Um, so anyway it's amazing the first book was awesome the phoenix empress is fantastic and the final book in the trilogy comes out next year and i'm like waiting with bated breath so i'm in the middle of the phoenix empress right now it's awesome so can you tell us about your new book girl squads I can. Um, Girl Squads is a collection, a nonfiction collection of 20 awesome female friendships that changed history. So it, I find often as women, we are sort of conditioned to compete instead of cooperate, sort of no fault through no fault of our own. That's kind of how we're socialized. Um, we're sort of raised with this like Highlander syndrome of like, there can be only one, like only one woman podcaster, only one woman in video games. And we have to like fight each other for that slot. But that's, you know, that's made up. That's not the truth. It's easy to think that way because we're told that so often. But, you know, women, we are so much stronger together than we are apart. And the things we can do when we support each other are incredible. And so I really wanted to shine a light on cool team-ups of women throughout history all over the world um, who have have come together to do amazing things. Do you have a favorite squad from the book? Oh, that's such a, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to say like, they're all my babies. I love them all. (laughs) Like, it's such a hard (laughs) question to answer. There are so many good ones. So I'm going to cheat and I'm going to pick a couple. Um, I really love the story of the 1964 Japanese Olympic women's volleyball team. Oh, that's uh, my favorite of all. Is I it? love the book. And that was the, like, that was my favorite, favorite one. I want the, a movie of them so badly. That's it. Like to me, this story reads like Rudy, like it should be a sports movie about underdogs. And, you know, you wouldn't think that an Olympic volleyball team would have this huge cultural impact on their country and on women's rights in their country and all of this stuff. But it was such an interesting time in Japan post war and it was this confluence of you know Japan being presented on the world stage for the first time and volleyball being in the Olympics for the first time and these women um, coming up with these brand new moves to defeat um, their opponents it's so interesting so I really love that one I'm excited that you love it too I really hope someone makes a movie of it <laughs> um, but I also really love the Zora Orchestra which is Afghanistan's first all-female orchestra and they actually exist right now and um, I think often we in, in America, I'm from Canada, in North America, we really learn a lot about our own history, but we tend to not be taught a lot about world history. Um, and so for me writing this book, you know, there's there are stories about women from Korea and medieval France and Iran and Afghanistan and Japan and, you know, Finland at the turn of the century and all of these countries that I didn't know anything about. And something I didn't know about Afghanistan was not only was the Taliban really obviously horrible for women and women's rights, but they also banned all music in the country. So now this confluence of girls playing music in public is this really extreme radical act. Um, and they put themselves in danger every day to, to do what they love. And I just, I don't know, it blows my mind. They're amazing. They're like 14. It's bananas. Yeah, it's incredible. It's such a great story. So this episode is all about prepping our reader goals for 2019. And you are a senior writer at Insomniac Games, a host over at Nerdist, and an author, and you still get reading done. Do you have any 2019 reader goals? I do. I have so many 
books on my shelf. I get sent books a lot now, which is awesome. Like I always think that if I could have scammed my way into one free thing in this world, it would have been books. So getting sent (laughs) books is like the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) So I get sent books all the time. And I like, they're so, I have, I have such a huge backlog now. Um, And I've been finding that my reader goals for 2019 are kind of aligning with my self-care goals because I really want to start reading before bed every single night. Not only will it help me get through my backlog, but it's also like, you know, you shouldn't look at your phone before bed because it's bad for you and it keeps you awake. And I'm so guilty of that. So I really want to make it a goal to read every night before bed. Um, And hopefully I'll be able to get through a large part of my awesome pile that way. Do you ever uh, participate in reading challenges or like track your reading in any way? I do. I use Goodreads. I use Goodreads to track not only what I have read, but also what I want to read. Because you guys know, like, there are so many great books coming out all the time. And I feel like I always see a tweet or whatever. And I'm like, oh, dang, that looks so good. And then I like forget about it. And it comes out and goes away. And I'm like, oh, no. So I, I need to like, Goodreads is a great place to both put like, I did this, check. And then also, I really want to read this. I also have a page in my bullet journal um, where I write down books that I've read and I have like a movies page and a TV shows page and video games and stuff. So I, I try to track it in there too to have something physical that I can look back on. At the end of the year, do you ever like reflect on your year and go, all right, this was my favorite video game. This was my favorite book. These were movies that I liked. I do. And I think there's like this weird pressure to kind of make like lists on social media of like cool stuff. Everybody does that at the end of the year, like my favorite movies, here they are in a thread (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it makes me think about mine too, for sure. Did you have any favorite books from this year? Uh, Definitely. I think my favorite book from 2018, (laughs) this girl sweats. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Um, uh, I have to say it was Record of a Spaceborn View by Becky Chambers. Oh, nice. It's, have you read it? No, but my, so my, normally we do these together, but it's just me today. And Bria Grant, my co-host is our like resident spaceship expert. And she reads almost only science fiction and she loves those books so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Becky is amazing that it's, The one that came out this year is the third book in the trilogy. The first book was called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. It's about a spaceship full of just like workers who drill black like wormholes basically into the universe to get from one end of it to the other. Um, And it's it's essentially Mass Effect meets Firefly. So if you love stories about like a ragtag group of people on a spaceship just like doing their best against like great odds with great characters who you invest in and have awesome relationships with, like these are the books for you. And this, yeah, this was the third one in this sort of kind of a, I would say a loose trilogy. Um, Each book follows different characters, but they're all interrelated. Um, Gosh, they're just so good. Becky's so good at character. Um, Yeah. It's awesome. That's a, Go a and read all of Firefly them. is a fantastic pitch. Right? Like, how do you know how to read that? <laughs> totally. That's awesome. So can you tell us about your reading life? Do you have any reading quirks that you want to share? Ooh, I... This is such an interesting question. So... I guess my biggest reading quirk is when I go on vacation somewhere, like if I'm going to my cottage for a week or if I'm like going to go on an all-inclusive or whatever... All I do is bring books. I'll bring a stack of like 10 books 
and I'll just like motor through all of them. I love, there's nothing more that I love that like for me that is more relaxing than just having a big block of free time where I can get through a ton of books. It's my favorite thing to do. I love getting lost in like a million books over the course of a week. And I wish I had the opportunity to do that more. Um, That's awesome. That is perfectly taken right there. (laughs) Right? So Sam, what is your book wheelhouse? That's such a great question. Um, For, I think mine would like off the top of my head, I think mine would be science fiction written by women. I'm always just like going to the sci-fi fantasy section and being like, what sci-fi books written by women haven't I read yet? And there's like, not a lot of them. So it's easy to find the ones that I haven't read yet. Publishing, fix that. Um, nonfiction, historical nonfiction, either written by women or about women, really into, probably not surprising, but love, love that. I'm reading The Women's Hour right now, which is about the suffragettes and the right to get the vote. Nice. Super interesting. Um, And like, I know it's so cliche now because I feel like it had a a moment, but it never used to be a big thing. But dystopian YA was like always my like big thing. And then it had like a big explosion and then some of them were not so good, but like (laughs) I still, I, there's still something about that that I, I really love. So those would probably be my three. That's a great wheelhouse. (laughs) Thank you. It's kind of weird. I love medical history too. I'll pick up any like medical history book, the butchering art by Lindsay Fitzsimmons. I, I so good. Um, I feel I could just like rattle and stuff all day, but the, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, whatever weird thing you can think of, we've heard it. We had a person who, whose wheelhouse was like books about birds. Like they just love that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's just a, it's like everyone's weird reading fingerprint that we love to hear. So Sam, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's just my name, Sam Mags, M-A-G-G-S. Um, I'm on Facebook at Sam Meg Says. Uh, you can check out my books, Girl Squads, The Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy, and Wonder Women in stores now. My next book, Marvel, Fearless and Fantastic, is an encyclopedia of Marvel's female superheroes. It's out December 18th, so that's super exciting. And watch Fangirling over at The Nerdist and play Spider-Man PS4. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of stuff right now, but it's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so great. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Now it's time to answer a bookish question from one of our listeners. Anna asks, do you have a prejudice against certain typefaces or preference for certain typefaces? For me, they all have a little personality. Some are cozy, some are stiff. Some make me think I'm reading super fast. Also, I love it when publishers include a note about the type. Bria, what do you think about typefaces? Well, I'm writing a comic book right now, uh, a graphic novel, and so I'm thinking a lot about typefaces. Like, I I literally had this discussion with my editor where it was like, what kind of typeface would a giant, human-sized, murderous possum have? Like, you know, like, what do I use to express Very these? scratchy. Yeah, would it be scratchy? I think he'd be yelling all the time. So I was like, all caps. Oh, like, yeah. he's like, rah, 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 I'm yeah. a mad possum. With his, like, <laughs> giant possum mouth. Yeah, there you go. Um... So we're figuring all that out. But personally, as far as typefaces, when I'm writing things, I've definitely gotten like less whimsical. I feel like when I was younger, I was like, yeah, make it a creepy, bleeding font. Everything <laughs> should be in a blood font. Blood <laughs> font. <laughs> but now I'm kind of like, uh, I want to keep it clear and simple. 
And as far as books go, I don't notice different typefaces. Because well, you're an e-reader. <laughs> you have the same. What I do you saw have, this question. I was like, "What is she talking? What do you, ha- what what do you have your e-reader set to? Um, just the default? Yeah, I think it's Arial. I don't know. Oh, you made a face. I'm. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I think it's default, which I think is it's not Arial. I don't know what it is. I think it's Arial. I have no idea. I think maybe I set it for Ariel. Mm. I'm not sure, though. I actually don't know. I don't know. Everything's in the same font. I literally didn't think about that because I was like, what is she talking about? Everything's always in the same font. So wait, tell me. Give me the deep. Give me the rundown of a, of a, of a font situation. Um, yeah. I mean, in print books, a lot of times the publisher will pick a very specific font Ugh. for your book. I went through this from my book. But with the the title on and the you inside, chose blood font. Uh, yes, it's all in blood font. <laughs> <laughs> it's just blood font. Blood font. Where you know these. You know what I'm talking about. Where it's like the letters are like dripping yeah. blood. <laughs> I feel like when I was in my early 20s, everything I wrote was in that font. Where I was like, I wanted it to be in that, or like something looked like it was like scratched into a piece of wood. <laughs> you know, like it was like this is me. I, here's my brand. <laughs> Bloody wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I have a prejudice, but more like I'm definitely interested in different typefaces. Like whenever there's a, a publisher includes like a note about the type, I always read it. Um, I Wait, never, what did you go with on your book? I don't remember the name of it. Oh, but it's not Ariel because obviously Mallory. And when I said Ariel, it was like it was like I farted. Mallory like <laughs> did not like that Ariel. The Ariel. Uh, yeah, the Ariel enthusiasts are gonna be so pissed. I'm about to. Well, I'll tell you my thoughts on Ariel. Okay, so, go on. Uh, I mean, basically, so when I see a font that I like, I love it, and I make sure to read a little note about it. I think it's so cool. Uh, but when I'm e-reading, I definitely set the type to whatever is closest to Times New Roman. Uh, Bria knows that I'm a Times New Roman girl. All of our outlines for the show. I'll get changed to Times New Roman. I don't really know why. It's definitely my comfort font. Mm. I fucking hate Ariel. I don't know. Is it Ariel? Or Ariel, whatever it is. You know, I'm saying it like it's a little mermaid, but I think you may be right that it's like Ariel. That's that's the mermaid font. It's for (laughs) what mermaids type is. It's like, and then at the end, there's a little mermaid tail on every Everything It's like slightly wet. Um, Um, Ariel? Ariel? I don't like it. I don't know why. You're not into it? Yeah. To me, it looks like an Ikea font. Like it's a cheap font that's going to fall apart. Times New Roman, that font's going to hold forever. Interesting. Hold on, I'm going to look at Ariel right now. You're going to change it? Yeah, I'm going to change that. Oh, it's ugly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it does. Ariel has the look of like um, everything in in uh, kindergarten is like, like yeah, Bob goes to the store. It's yep. written in Ariel maybe because it's like real simple lettering. Yeah, I just don't like it. I like yeah, old-fashioned Times New Roman. <laughs> Give me a Times New Roman. Like I want it to look like a newspaper article. Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know. Maybe that's a prejudice for me because we're, you know, we're taught as a kid that certain fonts are like serious and certain things are serious. So that's probably a prejudice that I should probably start writing things in Ariel just to <laughs> to overcome it. But it's for me, it's such a close association with literature. Yeah. And close associate close association with reading and newspaper. And there's just like something about it that says like it's time for me to read. Right. And yeah, I'm reading something from Art and Ariel. It's just like. So if you pick up a book and if it's in the Little Mermaid Ariel font. I don't think I've ever actually seen a book that's in Ariel. Uh, okay. Because I was going to say, you would Maybe put it down. Maybe on an e reader, but I, you know, I don't really e read. Yeah. So you, you put it, you just put it down. I'll change it. If it's an e-reader, I'll change it. I think my e-reader is in Times New Roman now that I'm looking at this outline in Times New Roman. I think it is. Yeah, probably. Because I, I don't think I'd go to the trouble of changing it. Some people do. Some people have really strong, like, I always check it to make sure. I'm one of those people that when I, if, you know when you find out that you have options and you're like, 
I would never have thought of this before, but now let me check all of them. Yeah, yeah. When I get on an e-reader, when I ever, when I have the ability to look at different types of fonts, I'm like, well, show me what you got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is silly because it doesn't matter. It's like when you get a free dessert and you're like, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what do you have? Yeah, but what, but what is, what are my but options? What is it? What's the options? And you're like, but it's just free ice cream. And you're like, yeah, but is it strawberry? Is it chocolate? What yeah. is going on don't here? Don't you hand me a free ice cream I don't like. So <laughs> don't you dare give me fucking. Uh, Just kidding! I love everything free. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that's the difference between you and I. But when I, yeah, whenever if I'm e-reading and I'm I'm on an e-reader, I'm on my phone. Depending on the different, if I'm on like Libby versus like uh, iBooks or whatever, I will check and like, what can I? What do I? What do we got here? Oh, you do. What are we different fonts? And I always put it on either sepia or black and like white letters on black. I change it. Really? Yeah, so it's less glare. I was going to say, is that because you're goth? No. No, that's that, that too. It's less glare? Oh, yeah. White letters on black is? Mm-hmm. Why read on a paper It's not white? as bright. So, yeah, it doesn't matter on a problem. paper white. No. But, yeah, that's, uh, mm. I, I, mean, I like my options. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, if you want us to solve your reader problem or answer your reader questions, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy, who are in our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. Uh, remember that you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. It's a great way to support the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Also, quick note. This is our last episode of 2018. Oh. And we thank you so much for uh, coming on this journey, for all the people who've been there all year, um, and for all the new listeners that are coming in. We've had a lot of fun this year, and we have another bunch of really exciting things, but we already have some great guests booked for 2019 in January. We have some really fun topics, and we're going to keep doing reading glasses thank yeah. you so much for being we have such great listeners you guys are so supportive you're so wonderful uh the way that you support the show and send tweets and instagram messages and that i never get because i'm bad at instagram <laughs> but emails we have such a great listenership that is so uh communicative and fun and intelligent and great and we just appreciate you all so so much thank you for making it such a great year for us if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us and helps us reach more readers. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks for reading. Happy New Year. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.